Today we are launching uh, an all-new message series called... Welcome to Calvary Church, where we are dedicated to loving God and loving people. If you want to know more about us, please check us out online at calvary.ca. Now let's check out this week's message from our lead pastor, Stephen McDonald. One of a kind. And over the next four weeks, we're going to journey together to discover the, the person that God designed each of us to be. Unique and one of a kind. Not easily re- replaced by AI. Now, I don't know about you, but growing up, I was called a lot of things. Sometimes, if you're fortunate enough to have somebody say, you're one of a kind, then that can be very inspiring. It can encourage you. But oftentimes, <laughs> I'd heard, you know, you're... You're very unique. I think people were trying to be polite. And so regardless of how people refer to you even now, God has called you for something incredibly special. And here at the church at Calvary, we're all about introducing people to Jesus, the only one that has the the true power to bring about the kind of change that we're believing for in our lives. We're a church that that believes in people and practically coaches them along the way, providing spiritual tools and also providing community so that we can grow and we can continue to develop in our faith. And one of the the keys to spiritual growth and transformation is understanding who we are. In other words, our identity in Christ. And this has become... Probably an area of of confusion and debate in many people's lives today, but I want you to know that it doesn't have to be. All of that confusion starts with our thinking, right? With with what's going on up here. And and it it doesn't God didn't intend it to be that way. God is not confused in what he's called you to do because we need to understand that the greatest battles we'll ever face. Uh, are right here, right in our our mind, in our our thinking. And the decisions that we make today to train our thoughts will help us rise above the the confusion to be stronger tomorrow. I don't know about you, but sometimes we're, we're in a place where even going to sleep at night becomes a challenge sometimes because we're thinking about so many things. And our mind is just... Uh, spinning round and round and round, and it affects us. It affects how we live. It affects how we feel. And so God wants us to, to align our thinking with his, to have the mind of Christ. And I'm thankful that the, the Bible uh, gives us a number of people who we can identify with, people that, that didn't always have it together. What kind of fun would it be if the Bible was filled with perfect people because none of us would be ever feeling in our lives that we could attain that. The Bible is filled with people just like you and I who were wrestling with the call of God on their lives and trying to be more like him, getting out of the way and allowing him to do what he needs to do. But we're living in a different day today. It looks much different. In an age of reels and stories, it's easy to fall into the trap of comparison uh, in our minds while we're scrolling, scrolling through people's feeds and thinking, wow, those people look like they, they really have it all together. But the reality always reveals something much different. You see, we all battle uh, thoughts and, 
in feelings of insecurity and, and shame and fear. And, and Scripture takes us behind the, the curtain, as it were, to uh, show some of its, its greatest heroes and, and reveal that they're people, just like you and I. And the Apostle Paul is a perfect example of someone who learned that salvation can happen in a moment, but transformation, that takes time. This doesn't just happen overnight. As a matter of fact, he regularly struggled with his thinking. In his early uh, writings, this one-of-a-kind man of God says, sometimes the things that, that I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, why is it I always end up doing those things? Somebody needs to help me. Somebody needs to deliver me from this cycle of crazy that's in my head sometimes. Now, I've experienced that from time to time too. The feelings in our minds of, of just feeling a little crazy. And left unattended, some of those negative, toxic thoughts can become strongholds in our lives unless we deal with them. So this series, we're going to look at two key scriptures, uh, one for the first couple of weeks and the second one for the, the, the final two weeks of the series. But today in episode one and again next week in episode two, we're going to look at how we can renew and retrain, retrain our thinking and identify what those strongholds are within our lives and how we can overcome them. So let's... let's Grab your Bible and let's read the jumping off point for this series and really the focus for today's message. Turn in your Bibles, if you would, to Romans chapter 12 and let's look at verses 1 through 2. It says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Listen to this now, verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, their confused way of thinking, right? They have a, a pattern. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, his mind, the mind of Christ. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, many people think that once your life is transformed, then your mind will automatically be renewed. But it's actually the other way around. You see, when we were born, most of us came out of the womb and into this world head first. And if you want to move past the confusion and the limitations that you experience in your life and discover how truly unique God has designed you to be, then your head has to come out first. Because where our mind goes, our lives follow. If you want to change the direction in your life, change your thinking. Renew your mind. Retrain the, 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 the mind that, you, that God's given you. So today I want to talk about just that. I want to talk about being transformed. Now, I've learned that our one-of-a-kind lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And these strong thoughts can be quite powerful and have a great influence. Now, Last week, I got a call from my parents and learned that my brother-in-law, after coming home from church last uh, Sunday, after preaching and, and coming home and settling down and just relaxing in the afternoon, heard a knock at the door, and it was a police officer telling them they needed to evacuate their home immediately. 
Apparently there was a, a small fire that broke out in the neighborhood and now was moving incredibly fast and had become uh, an inferno. And within uh, a couple of hours, there was up to 16,000 people being evacuated from this neighborhood, uh, my brother-in-law and his family included. And so within seconds, you can imagine how incredibly stressful that moment would be as you're grabbing maybe some valuables and a little bit of clothes and just getting out. And sometimes we think, well, if you don't see flames out the door, then uh, you, you, surely you can stay around and gather a few extra things. But they said this, this fire was moving so quickly that it was catching people by surprise and people in a very uh, you know, precarious situation. And so uh, please be in prayer for, for them and that part of the world. Thankfully, the, the latest update is that his, his home is okay. Uh, they're staying with friends. Uh, they're not even allowed to go back into the neighborhood until things have settled down. And because of very dry conditions, the fire is still uh, unpredictable and still moving. And so we need to believe for that thing to come in, in control and, and for it to stop. But it's incredible how something so small, even a spark, can ignite a forest and then take over a neighborhood. Much like our, our thinking, small thoughts can spread and grow into large problems in a very short period of time. And left unattended, uh, those thoughts can spread like wildfire in our lives. Toxic thinking always leads to destructive results. And small thoughts become strong thoughts, and those thoughts have big consequences. It's incredible to me that society still seems shocked and surprised when the news breaks of another celebrity or politician or even a, a, a trusted or respected leader that's fallen from grace because of a series of bad decisions, only then to later discover that, that these people were silently battling runaway thoughts for a very long period of time, for years, actually. It's, we look at these people and we think, how can such talented and seemingly focused people suddenly kind of self-destruct and go up in smoke? But we also know that nothing just happens. The enemy works in our lives, and, and he doesn't care how long it takes. He's committed to the long run. And so for many, it's happening over a long period of time. People that seem like they have the world by the tail, like they had it all together, yet behind the scenes, they're, they're struggling and warring with some of the same mind games that you and I navigate on a daily basis. Something so small, left unchecked, can, can kind of slowly burn under the surface and eventually explode uncontrollably, causing damage and destruction uh, wherever it goes, and, and everything that's in its path. It's, it's very scary to think about. Again, our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. So it's not enough to be incredibly disciplined in one area of our life and then just assume that somehow it's going to carry over and change the rest of our thinking. It's not how it works. If those negative and destructive thoughts are, are left alone, it can literally affect the trajectory of our lives as we begin conforming to the pattern of the world around us. We begin acting and behaving and thinking according to the, the cultural beliefs of the day instead of building on the scriptural foundations in Christ and, and 
living with that, that life that he is developing within us. And when we operate with the mind of Christ, it's completely different. It influences every aspect of our thinking, allowing us to retrain or to, to renew our minds. And so as we change our thinking with his strength and his power, we can literally change our lives. We can finally break free of those, those mind games that we're plagued with, with that cycle that we seem to be caught in as we're transformed into his image. It's a very powerful process. You see, we live still in a culture where we become easily swayed by the philosophies of the world. And who, oftentimes whoever's got the, the, the best argument kind of wins. But as we deeply root ourselves, and we need to in Christ and his word, we build on, a, on an unshakable foundation. And, and we become grounded over time in his truth so that when we're faced with opposing views, that it doesn't change or sway us. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 says, And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So we need to be on, on guard against conforming or being molded and shaped into the pattern of this world instead of being transformed by the, the renewing of our mind, like it says in Romans 12 too. So each day as we're led by the Holy Spirit, we're transforming our, our conforming, more of him and less of us. Because true transformation comes by, by being in God's word. It's really that simple when it comes down to it. Another translation says it this way in Romans 12 too, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. So when we renew our mind, he changes our thoughts. And when we change our thoughts, God can mold and shape us into new people, into his people. Proverbs actually tells us that our thoughts determine who we are. Proverbs 23, 7 for as he thinks within himself, so is he. Very powerful truth. So what kind of thoughts should we be focusing on? Well, Philippians in chapter 4, verse 8, tells us how we need to focus our thinking. It says, so keep your thoughts continually fixed. That means on an ongoing basis, keep it fixed and locked on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. I love the intentionality of how that's worded. Fasten your thoughts. Lock your thoughts onto every glorious work of God. So how is it possible to, to focus on the truth that we see there in Philippians 4.8? Well, I think in our day-to-day -day lives, we need to find a, a better balance on how we kind of entertain ourselves sometimes to silence negative thoughts with the time that we spend in Scripture. Because one uh, can make the difference and the other just ends up wasting our time. A renewed mind is the key to a transformed and victorious life. And as long as you have the slightest feeling of defeat or doubt or your actions, your words, or your, your thoughts don't reflect Philippians 4.8, well then there's still room for us to, to renew our mind. 
And the process of sanctification is not a one-time deal. It's a lifetime commitment. When your mind is changed, your life will be transformed. So let's look at a, a few helpful steps to renewing our minds and being truly transformed. The first one is we need to choose our thoughts. It's pretty clear that God expects you and I to choose our thoughts and not let the circumstances around us or the people around us choose for us. Again, Philippians 4.8 tells us to think on these things. It's a deliberate action on our part. So how do we do this practically? Because our minds are a battlefield. They're not a, a playground. You know what? Your mind is a servant to your spirit or to your flesh. Whichever dog you feed the most is going to have the louder bark in your life. And when the spirit is weak, the mind runs errands for the flesh by thinking negative thoughts. So we're left to, 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 to make a choice, to either think on, on, on the God things in our lives or let our mind go at the flow in life. But when we constantly build up our spirit by, by spending time with the Holy Spirit, our mind comes under the influence of the Word of God and we begin to change. Uh, when the Holy Spirit is at work within us, our minds are renewed and our lives are transformed. Second step is to, to confess what you believe, to speak it out. Now, oftentimes we're pretty good at speaking things out, especially the things that we like to complain about, and there always seems to be something to complain about. But when it comes to salvation, we, we possess salvation by, by confessing that Jesus is the Lord of our lives. Same is true with God's promises. We need to possess those promises by confessing them. And when you regularly speak only what you see and feel and you sound like a, a broken record, you're actually hurting your faith and not helping those negative thoughts to leave. So don't use your, your mouth as a thermometer, which only reads the, the temperature of your current condition. Allow God's word to turn your mouth into a thermostat, which changes the temperature uh, of your life by speaking what God says. That's when the change begins to happen. That's what I believe Jesus did in the wilderness when he was being tempted by the devil. Now, most likely, when the devil was tempting Jesus, he was probably tempting him in the same way that he tempts you and I, through his thoughts. But Jesus didn't just think the scripture as he responded to the enemy. He spoke those truths. He spoke it out in, in great power. That scripture that he knew that he was trained in, he, he spoke it and, and it was heard. It's not just for the enemy to hear, but it's for us to hear, to reaffirm what we know to be true and to strengthen our footing. So fill your, your mouth with the words of faith instead of the words of unbelief, because you can choose one or the other. You have that free will. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So speak the truth, and it will set you free. And then finally, number three, resist and assist. Resist negative thoughts and assist positive thoughts. Positive thoughts are, are not going to stay, so they need to be assisted. And negative thoughts are not going to leave. They need to be resisted. You have a part to play. We must assist the word by making room for it 
in our lives and in our hearts, and then resist the evil thoughts by the enemy, taking them captive and making them submit to Christ. That's what 2 Corinthians 10.5 says. We demolish uh, arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive, listen, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You know, the Bible, it, it describes our thoughts as, as ships that are looking for harbor, looking for a, a place to, to dock. Now, you and I can't stop bad ships filled with pirates from sailing the, the sea, but, but you can refuse them docking privileges in the harbor of your mind. Negative thoughts come, but you don't have to let them stay if you speak against them with the truth of God's word. So remember, transformation is going to take time as you renew your mind. So go easy on yourself. It's not an overnight process. I believe there's a reason why God took six days to create the world instead of one. Could he not? He hit the power. He could have snapped his fingers and it could have come into existence. But I think he wanted to show us what, the, the, what going through the process looked like, what that change looked like, and even what celebrating that progress looked like. There was days when he did something and he, he sat back and said, that's a good thing. I did a good thing today. In our lives, you need to know that it's going to take time. That renewal process, that transformative process takes time. The renewal of the mind and the transformation of, of our life happens when we focus on what God is doing uh, and, and how far we've come. Instead of obsessing sometimes, like we do, on how far we still have to go. Be thankful for where God has brought you to today. And let me end with this scripture, Philippians 1 verse 6. Being confident of this, that he who has begun a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Your completion is found in him. Your completion is not found in, in the love of your life. Your completion is not found in a bigger house or a faster car. Your completion is not found in, in, in riches and fame. Your completion is only found in him. So today I want to encourage you to be that unique, one-of-a-kind person that he's created you to be. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for how uniquely you've crafted and, and designed us, that we are truly one-of-a-kind. And it's because of what you've done within us that sets us apart. I pray today that, that we would truly be transformed as we renew our mind as we yield ourselves to your mind, Lord, and not to conform to the, the patterns of the world that surround us. And as those voices get louder, I pray that, that we would fasten ourselves and lock ourselves into you stronger and tighter than ever before, so that when the world shakes, that we will be grounded in you, in our thinking and in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God's best to you, Calvary. We'll see you again next week.